the news from Old Trafford is that Australia have retained the Ashes. The match officials have gone into the dressing room just now. The captains have shaken hands. Not the way Australia would have wanted to have retained the urn in a draw where England had the better of them, but due to the hard work at Edgbaston and Lords, they earned the right to have luck break their way as it has this week. Australia are 2-1 up in the series with one to go and therefore with the score at 5 for 214 at the close of play last night. Not a ball bowled on the fifth day, but it's enough for Australia to retain the Ashes in England as they did four years ago. Yes, welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. Bryce McGain is a expert commentator with SEN Cricket. He's a former leg spinner for Victoria and Australia. Bryce, welcome. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, exciting news overnight. Exciting. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> hollow, mate. But we'll take it. What did you, what did you make of it? Oh, look, you can't help the weather, and you know, I, I guess there's a whole lot of things in cricket that uh, you, you can't necessarily control, and you know, some of that's the toss of the coin at the beginning of games. You know, England have won all four of those, so the fortunes sort of favoured them in that respect. They get to choose what they want to do first, and. So there's all sorts of fortune that goes through. There's umpire's decisions. Sometimes, you know, it goes down to umpire's decision. If they've set out, it's out. If it's not out, then it, it you know. So there's all those sort of fine lines uh, of things you can't control. And weather's one of those. As a young kid, you're always told, can't control the weather, just control the controllables. And in the end, it was uh, fortunate for Australia. There's no doubt about that. England well ahead and they'll play some terrific cricket in this fourth test. But... Uh, I think Australia have gone over there with a plan. Um, as much as it, at times it, we've had our, we're scratching our heads about how they're counteracting baseball, but it's proven to be successful at this stage and they've retained the ashes. I get the feeling, though, that there's still a moral victory to be had by someone at the Oval. Is that your take on it at this stage? Oh, no doubt about it. And I think um, both teams will, will want to be finishing off really strongly from an Australian perspective. They'll want to bounce back and prove that, uh, you know, that they, they were just outperformed and outgunned at, at particular times. And, you know, as we've discussed throughout the series, stuff, the, the, we knew that Australia weren't going to win every session and they weren't going to win every day. But early on, they found a way to fight back into it. And this is another one of those opportunities for Australia. From the England perspective, they're playing some good cricket and they're playing some challenging cricket. And, and the best team in the world is, is really getting challenged. Uh, so, you know, they'll want to continue that momentum. Um, you know, they'll, they'll certainly be complaining about the weather and be really disappointed because <laughs> that's what they'll do. But uh, I think that uh, from uh, the English perspective, you know, it's pretty pleasing to see the uh, the, the way they go about it. Uh, it's exciting cricket. Uh, it, it makes for unique situations in the game, which uh, makes it riveting watching. And I think it really has which is one of their missions, is to bring people and bring uh, Test cricket, uh, you know, the excitement level and and bring people back to watching it. And uh, there's no question that uh, the way they play is doing that. Yeah, I agree. The way they play is great to watch. And the way they whinge, I have to say, if whinging was a world championship sport, they would have been on... They would have been on the podium next to Ariane Titmus last night singing the national anthem, mate. They bloody they are world champion wingers. But I do believe that we won the first two fair and square. They won the third fair and square, and they were certainly all over us in this one. So we can't do, as I said off the top, we can't do too much nan and airing uh, at the moment. Um, Bryce, should Todd Murphy play in the fifth test? 
Yeah, they've got to find a spot for him. And uh, because the over will take some spin and it, it will be a critical element. And it was a string to the bow that Australia missed at particular times uh, to be able to take the pace off the ball, bring it to a spinner. And it doesn't necessarily reflect if the wicket itself spins a lot. You know, there's a lot more guile involved in that. And Todd Murphy has shown that he's capable of doing that in India and performing against some of the very best spin spin um, batsmen uh, or the batsmen who play against spin in the world. And, you know, they were very complimentary about the way that he just continually challenged them. Different conditions, I understand, but uh, the oval will take a bit more spin off the surface. And we saw Moen Ali um, just getting the ball to bite and turn at different times. So Australia will need to do it. And the next question you're going to ask is, wh- where from? Um, yeah. How do we do it? We had a unique team... Um, uh, obviously with the two all-rounders and it, it probably does come down to the balance of the team. You can only fit one of those and at the moment that form player for me is Mitch Marsh and he's batting beautifully. Um, he, his bowling contributions terrific as well so it may just be that Cameron Green in this final test may need to just sit to one side and let the spin come in. Why not just do what a lot of us wonder shouldn't should have been done some time ago. I mean, Davy Warner's up to three fifties in twenty nine test innings now. Um, one of those is a two hundred, I grant you, but why not do some experimenting at the top end and 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 play both all rounders and see if one of I mean, at the end of the day, Usman Kawadja is a manufactured opener, isn't he? So why not see if we can manufacture another opener and 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 play both all rounders? Because Warner's not a good bet to make runs at the moment, is he? Well, his contribution was was steady in this test. Uh, uh, look, Lords was where he did make one of those fifties, and he batted well there. Missed out obviously uh, in the testing between the third test, but uh, yeah, I, I know that he's in the gun a lot, and uh, we are looking for uh, the, the next part there. But I think he, in these England conditions, I think he is playing a a valuable contribution, if not disappointingly not going on with it. Uh, he has got some starts there, and sometimes it's the first um, 30 balls that you can get through um, and then be able to go on with it. I think with Dave Warner, I, it, it just seems to me like he's concentrating so hard early on that I think that it just becomes an exhausting part where you know he's, he, he was out by pushing his hands really hard at the ball and nicked it where it's just not the way he, he wants to play. But I think he's mental capacity is at its absolute maximum stretch at the moment and I think it just becomes an exhausting way to bat. Um, he, he looks so determined to do those things that um, when, when it's time and he feels a bit more comfortable then he, he makes a mistake and goes out. So hopefully he can ar- arrest those uh, situations if we do go with that opening. I can't see them changing it though. Um, I think they'll go in with, with just these uh, the, the current openers. Yeah, I can't see them changing it either, Bryce. I just I think it's a legitimate question to ask. If a bloke has gone that long without a substantial score, what are the odds on him making one in the next test? And is there something to be gained um, out of trying something different? Who do you reckon going forward, looking at the doing a bit of list management, if you like, to use an AFL term, who do you reckon comes out of this series stronger, the Aussies or the, or the England? Um. Look, there's some positive parts with with the English. There's no doubt Zach Crawley's big score. Uh, he's shown that he can can hit the ball well and he's a dangerous player. But then doing it for a length of time the way he did, I think that's a real positive for them. Our batsmen have underperformed. They've got starts, um, but then not being able to uh, 
to, to go on with it. So I think averages across the board of and the, the results have been a little bit underwhelming. Um, it was terrific to see Marnus Labashain though, performing well and making 100 when it really, really mattered. Australia were a long, long way behind the game. And it's always a good measure is to, to look at how batsmen perform in those types of situations. Australia need players who can, uh, you know, help Australia in those types of real definable moments rather than help them win by more. And uh, I think what I'm saying by that is that, you know, it's, it's all very well to make runs when everything's in your favour. But when it's tough like this, um, you know, that was incredibly pleasing. That's only your second hundred outside of Australia. So there's some real positive there. Look, there's positive signs to the way England do it. And that, they'll get a lot out of where they are at the moment because they've landed some big blows on Australia and the bowling attack at different times. But I am, I'm excited to see how Australia bounce back. They've been able to do that uh, and never been out of any of the games. They've been able to fight back and find a way. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how they go about that at the Oval. Did Pat Cummins lose his way when England were batting, do you think, in this test, when Crawley was going hard and, and even at the end when Bairstow went hard? Yeah, that second session, 25 overs for the whole session, 179 runs. It was... It was mayhem, and sometimes um, in those situations, and you know, it, it just gets that chaotic. And you, whatever you try is not working. Um, it, it's rarely happened uh, for Pat Cummins. Let's be honest; he's got the weaponry and the firepower with the bowling, and even the fielding. You know, someone will take an amazing catch to turn the game and the momentum back Australia's way. It just didn't happen for that period of time. Two hours. It was uh, really tough going, and. He, he did try things, um, but I, I guess that's the, the, the lot of times is that some days teams are going to, and particularly England, will be able to do that because of the way they play. They are going to get right up on top. But uh, I think uh, he, he spoke well after the game, and I think he, he's been able to sleep on it a couple of times and, you know, uh, and, and be able to just reassure that uh, you know he can be calm and on top of it. I still think he's uh, a, a very good captain. Um, unfortunately, just in that moment, whatever the way he turned, uh, it seemed like England had already read the book and um, they were already uh, counter-punching before we'd uh, got, got going. So, look, it was, it was um, a difficult situation. Um, parts that we've very rarely seen in, in Test cricket before, but uh, I think he's still the right man to keep captaining. Now, Given that the whole point of baseball is to make the game more attractive, is is the short pitch bowling being underdone? Uh, sorry, overdone. I, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of the short stuff and chin music going on in this series, and it's it's happening from both sides. And I don't know, like, don't we want to see good fast bowlers trying to hit the top of off a bit more than they are at the moment? Yeah, I'm a little uneasy with it, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I'd. It, it, it it has been the go-to. Travis Head has been absolutely peppered. I don't think he's <laughs> batted against a half volley for the whole series. Uh, and it's the strategy that they that, that they have been playing. Um, I'm a little uneasy, you know, with the ball just whizzing around batsmen's heads all the time. But it, it, it is a it is a strategy that he's been used because it is challenging because it, it is different. And not all batsmen can cope with that. And on the wickets that have been prepared, uh, which are pretty dead type wickets, there's not a lot of movement in them. There's not a lot of support for that pitched up delivery. 
there's more margin for error. They're a bit up and down, so some sort of keep a bit lower, and then some obviously um, bounce as predicted up around the years. So uh, it, with those types of conditions presented, it's the strategy that's going to um, get the best reward because of that. And there will be an error. There will be a top edge, or there will be um, a pull to where these unusual fielders are. Um, so. Given those circumstances, um, it, it, it'll probably continue. Um, but, yeah, I always feel a bit uneasy, particularly with the, the lower order with the ball whizzing around there, six balls and over. Yeah, I, um, you know, we, we know that the, the potential of um, and, and risk um, involved in, uh, you know, batsmen getting hit, uh, and batsmen have been getting hit quite a bit. So that does concern me a little bit, um, in fact, it concerns me a lot. <laughs> so, but but it will be the strategy given the conditions that are that are that are presented. That they're finding their way to get a wicket. Yeah, I, look, I'm I I accept that um, batsmen wear a lot of protective gear now, so um, it it's hopefully they're as safe as possible. I just it's pretty uninteresting cricket, isn't it? Like the whole point of this was to make it more interesting, I, I want to see a range of shots, if you know what I mean, Bryce. You know, like the the drives, the cuts, the glances. I want to see the whole lot, not just blokes ducking yep. and diving and hooking occasionally. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, and it's it's not that attractive. It can be pretty dour game when they're just ducking and weaving and bobbing underneath and the, the bowlers are relentlessly going with the same strategy. Um, you know, I, I think Australia will take a lot out of what they learnt in this test about that it was their go-to quite a lot and it was getting pummeled. Um, as the bowlers were tired, it was getting belted. And so I, I think they, they will change it up. We know that um, Josh Hazelwood has evolved from early in his career, not been so good at the shorter form of the game, but now being one of the leading T20 bowlers in the world. And, um, you know, I'd love to see more of what he can execute if the batsmen are going so aggressively, more of that T20 plan where the stumps are in play. There's more Yorkers, there's a change of pace. But his best ball is bail height and being able to bowl at that length and trust the fact that these batsmen will make a mistake um, with the stumps in play, I, I think is... Um, and, and they will. They'll use their feet, they'll do all those things, but he can handle it in T20 cricket. So I'm sure that they'll, they'll look to evolve their strategy a bit more to having more modes of dismissal in play um, by attacking the stumps a little bit more. And I certainly hope they do because it, it will make for more attractive cricket, which is more to your point. Yep, you're here. Bryce, thanks for your thoughts. Always get great insight from you and uh, look forward to talking to you again. And hopefully we get that moral victory at the Oval. Yeah, it'll be terrific. We'll be watching with interest. Great to catch up again. Have a great day. Bryce McGain, commentator with SEN, former gun leg spinner. What are your thoughts? You can have your say on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.